And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Attention, people of Earth. Do not resist us. All who oppose us shall be annihilated. We command the most powerful army of monsters in the universe. They are sure to defeat your Earth monsters. All those who are hearing this are now under the control of the Earth Destruction Directive. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to Earth Destruction Directive. I am your host, as always, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show today. And I hope everyone enjoyed our last show, where we took a look at a pair of episodes of the classic tokusatsu show, Ultraman. And we're doing a sort of a tokusatsu show today, but uh, a little bit different. And we're going to be taking a look at Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie in honor of the new Power Rangers movie that is coming out uh, a few short days from when this is recorded. And I say we, and I don't mean that in the royal sense. I actually mean that in the pluralistic sense, because I have a guest with me. So everyone, please give a warm Earth Destruction Directive welcome for my good friend and colleague, the hair metal hero, Chris Tower. How you doing, Chris? Triceratops! Sorry. Uh, uh, I am doing well. I am extremely excited to be on EDD for the first time. Yes, sir. Yeah, we've done we've done lots of vaults together, and we yes. did a long play together. This is the first time for this. And and uh, if I remember correctly, you sent me a message about this like like two years ago, oh, saying yeah, you wanted well, to do this. Well, well before the, the Saban and Lionsgate were going to do a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> So it's only only appropriate, I guess, that we you know finally get around to doing it because uh, you know, they say if if you want to you know if you want to hear God laugh, have a podcaster tell you his plans. <laughs> That's why I don't make plans. Right. Yeah, we said that on uh, the vault the other day. It's like uh, you know we said it out loud. Now it has to happen. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ay <laughs> <laughs> Rangers! Ah! <laughs> I can reverse the positronic flow. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so uh, why don't you uh, tell all the uh, all the good listeners out there what's your uh, origin story with Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? All right, so the franchise, the, the as it is, Power Rangers MMPR uh, that started in what was that ninety three? Ninety three, yes. Ninety three. Okay, so in nineteen ninety three, when the show debuted, uh, I was not quite for. 13, I don't know, I was born in 79. I was about to start my freshman year of high school uh, when the show started. And I started watching it. I was like, I have no idea what this is. It's ridiculous. But -hmm. it's got giant monsters and giant robots and and the fighting is cool. I I had no idea the history of it, that it was coming from Super Sentai. No clue. And when I got to my first day of high school, any all the only thing everybody it's high in the first day of high school would talk about was how friggin' stupid that new show on Fox was. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it's really really dumb. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's it was my first day of high school. I didn't want to be that guy. Uh, Absolutely. So like, Absolutely. Uh, but nevertheless, I uh, I I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as as often as I could, uh, and and I've enjoyed the franchise as a whole ever since. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm I'm a I'm I'm about a year and a half or so younger than you because I was born in 1980, so I was still in middle school or not middle school. I was in junior high, I guess you'd say. I was in junior. I, I went to a parochial school, so it was nursery school through eighth grade was in the same building. Pretty much know? similar to me. It was yeah. Uh, yeah sixth through college. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know us uh, us uh, you know uh, northeastern Catholic school guys. You know, but that's uh, that's us. Don't judge us. <laughs> hey, we, it's not like Catholic school girls like that song by the Chili Peppers. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was in, I guess, uh, uh, it was 93. I'd have been in the eighth grade when I started watching this. And I had, you know, and, and I was, I was, I, mean, I, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. There was one other guy that watched it who was a year younger than me. And, and man, you know, it, it was it was weird because at first I didn't really, I didn't watch it. I remember watching like one of the first like five or six episodes, one of the early, early ones and thinking, okay, I mean, I, I kind of vaguely knew what Super Sentai was. I knew what Ultraman was at that time and I knew what Kamen Rider was. And I, and I knew there was a series like that with colored heroes like that, colored uniform-wearing heroes, not not colored heroes. Hey, they're pretty um, ethnically diverse. They are ethnically diverse, and, and I'll and I'll talk about that in a in a, in a bit. Um, but and, and it's like, hey, you know, it's okay, it's Japanese, but it's no Ultraman, you know. And then I remember I caught an episode right after um, right after Green with Evil, which was the five-parter yeah. where Tommy started out as the evil Green Ranger. And then by the end, joined the team as the first of many extremely popular uh, six rangers, yeah. or extra senshi, as they're called in uh, in Japan. And I remember I, it was the episode with Shellshock, who was the turtle who Squat and Babu made just by throwing stuff together. So he was a turtle that had a <laughs> right. hand that was a baseball bat yeah. and had a stoplight on his head. Yes. And I mean, he shot Trini with the go race, so she had to keep running in place the whole time. And then, God, and, that, and that I just remember watching. Me. Oh yeah, so that that's no joke. But uh, see, Trini was in shape, so that she had that overall. Yeah, she mostly. was. But um, so between the, if that episode, kind of was like you know, I could I could start watching this, and I remember that I was being kind of on the sly about it because on Saturdays on Fox at that time, X Men was on at eleven, mm-hmm. and I would tape X Men every week because inevitably I'd have basketball or whatever going on on Saturday morning. But then I would just t- go on and tape until 12, so I'd pick up Power Rangers also. Nice. You know? And then it got to the point where it's like, well, if I'm going to tape it on Saturday, I might as well set up a tape for 2.30 every afternoon and tape it every day. Yeah. And that started a years, years long. You talk about being in high school watching Power Rangers? I was that guy. Nice. Uh, all through college and then getting my friends in college into it. I remember I had one buddy in, high, in, in college who, who was a big fan also, and then we slowly brought everybody else around during the um, Lost Galaxy, um, Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Wild Force during that era when I was in college. Yeah. You know, that was our part of our, you know, multitudes of appointment weekend viewing along with Misty and Pokemon and Digimon and all nice. that stuff, all, all us 90s, 2000s college guys. But, um... So I, so I was a big fan from, you know, pretty from about halfway through the first season. I've remained a fan to this day. Uh, obviously, also getting much more knowledgeable about the Super Sentai that is Origins, but never losing fact that Power Rangers is kind of a unique thing in its own right. Because yeah. while some of them have been more Super Sentai, some have been less, ultimately it's its own property that's kind of like this, uh, you know, it's like a brother property to the Super yeah, Sentai. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as far as the movie itself, do you remember the first time you saw it? I absolutely do remember the first time I saw it. Now, seeing as how I was... So, I would have been just about 15, I think, when the movie came out. Um, Now, 
the la- I, I'm one of 28 grandchildren. I, I'm one of the last few that was born, out, and this is just my mother's side. Mm. Um, so the last grandchild that was born uh, is he. He was the right age for when Power Rangers hit. Right, technically speaking, um, got all the toys, all the Zords, the Dragon Dagger, all that stuff. So he he was the kid that grew up. You know, <laughs> living my dream, I guess, uh, being able to watch all those shows with impunity. Uh, and um, my sister is also kind of a giant uh, monster fan um, to a degree. She loves uh, loves Godzilla. Um, and we saw that the movie was coming out. And uh, my sister, would, whenever she would go to the movie, she would invite me. But she knew that this was going to be something special for our little cousin. Uh, so... We went, it probably wasn't the opening weekend, because I'm sure it was an absolute madhouse, but we went relatively quickly into the run of the movie. Uh, so the three of us went to see it together, and I just had a big crap-eaten grin on my face the entire time. Uh, she doesn't have a stick up her butt so much that she couldn't get enjoyment out of it, and my, my little cousin was over the moon about it. Oh, yeah. So, sure. um... Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll never. I'll never forget that. It's one of my one of my favorite movie going experiences, just because it was sort of. It wasn't three generations. It was where we're all you know we're all grandkids of my grandmother, but uh, very different ages. My sister's twelve years older than I am, <laughs> and uh, my little cousin was. Uh, oh, geez, he was born when I was in sixth grade. So how old are you when you went sixth grade or seventh uh, grade? Sixth grade, you're like twelve or so, right? Um, Eleven, twelve. He was you're probably fourteen as a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he's yeah. So we we have about fourteen years between us basically. Yeah. Uh, so just just a good time uh, had by all. It was it was it was just a really great experience that I won't forget. Yeah, I, I saw the film in the theater at the movie theaters at the Jefferson Valley Mall in off Route Six in New York, and anyone from Westchester Putnam knows the JV Mall. As Is that near the Frontage Road? That is not near the frontage road. Darn. No, that's that that the frontage road. That that's more of a South Carolina thing than a New York thing. I All think. Right. But uh, uh, but the J- you ask anybody from Westchester Putnam area in New York, they know the JV Mall and the movie theater therein, the crappy movie theater at the one end. Okay. And I went with my friend Greg, who was kind. He I think he was a fan, but he didn't want to admit to it, which is okay. odd because he was a huge fan of gargoyles. Oh yeah. He would talk to anybody he could about how awesome gargoyles was. And, and he really liked Amy Jo Johnson, as a lot of guys our age did yeah. at that time. Uh, so he went to go see it with me. And uh, and so we, and I remember I just remember that was, you know, we also, him and I also went and saw Street Fighter the movie at the JV Mall. Nice. So I was like, quick, change the channel. Game over. <laughs> I love that movie. Love it. Quick change the channel became a minor catchphrase in my high school because of that movie. Anytime something <laughs> stupid was going on, which which was was often, but uh, yeah, so I remember going to see it, and, and I remember at the time thinking, man, that was that was pretty good with you know, but having like some like eh, you know, it wasn't as they did this different than the show, and they did this different than the show. I was that guy for a yeah. while, but I've I've since really grown to appreciate, especially finding out some of the backstory of how this film got made. Uh, really come to appreciate this film and really enjoyed it in fact for this episode i watched it with my kids nice and they and they 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 don't watch like they've seen power rangers a few times and we have a couple of toys but they they're not big on into it yet because the younger ones are, are still a bit on the young side okay but they loved this they were they were hooting and hollering and cheering along with it and all that so nice yeah 
but uh, so yeah, that this, this this so now it's you know now I've got that memory of it also watching with with my, my wife obviously out of town, and uh, you know my three kids and my niece you know staring agog at uh, you know the Rangers fighting uh, Ivan Ooze. Yeah, I I tried to get I tried to get Mari to watch this with me. She's like, "You're on your own, babe." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, I don't blame you." Well, you know what's funny is that. I think my, my, my wife does not like Power Rangers, but she doesn't like it for a very specific reason, because she does not like Tokusatsu. Okay. So she's like, the American stuff doesn't bother her, but she doesn't like really stylized Japanese stuff. Okay. So she wants to see the new one, because she says, the story sounds cool, and there's none of that crazy Japanese shot stuff. So. Uh, for sure. Which is half the fun, but anyway. Yes, it is. Um... But that be that be that as it may, you know, if you if you find a, you know, uh, listeners, if you find a mate that likes the same stuff as you, snatch that up right oh, now. Oh, she she likes more than enough of yeah. what I like. So yeah, yeah. The the Power Rangers was a bridge too far. Bridge too far. I remember watching. I remember I showed there was one episode I made her watch, and it was in Wild Force. And there's one. It's an all American episode. Doesn't okay, use any one of those footage. few and far between. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was the one with Master Org and his origin, where he betrays Cole's parents and all that, and and she's like, "Well, that was okay," and I'm like, "Well, that's about as good as I'm I'm willing to accept that as a compliment." That it was that was okay. <laughs> I can deal with that. So we'll move along. Um, okay, so Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, which actually for a while that that's its official title. That's what it says on the poster and on the film itself. When I saw it in the theater, there are mm-hmm. certain releases. That remove the Mighty Morphin part and just say Power Rangers the movie. Eh. Uh, some of the DVD releases uh, say that I it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. I mean oh, that's yeah. that's the only way. MMPRTM is what we always called there this we go. Uh, in the internet days. Um, was directed by uh, Brian Spicer, produced by uh, the usual names of Haim Saban and Shuki Levy, along with Suzanne Todd. Our screenplay was by Arn Olson. Uh, the star, the cast is the usual gang from this era, which is to say the second wave of the Mighty Morphin cast. So that's uh, Karen Ashley as Aisha, Johnny <laughs> Rush. Yeah, you know what? The thing about Karen Ashley is that I I, I like Karen Ashley, but I always... Trini, Thuy Trang was always my favorite. So I always kind of held a grudge against Karen Ashley. <laughs> and then and then in in like from a logistical standpoint, you know, because the Yellow Ranger... And uh, th- this is going to blow some people's minds if they don't know this, but I think everybody knows this. In Japan, in J- in Zhu uh, Ranger, the Yellow Ranger was a guy. Yep. And then, if it, in order to keep the ratio better between the the, the 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 boys and girls, they made Yellow Ranger into a into a girl, and Thuy Trang played Trini Kwan. Well, Trini, and you know the Thuy Trang who played her was was tall with a a, a, a slim athletic build. Mm-hmm. So the idea of her looking like the Yellow Ranger made sense. Yeah. Okay? Whereas Karen Ashley was shorter and kind Curvy. of built a little... Yeah. She was... She filled it out. So it's like, yeah. when they go to that footage, like, not, that I don't buy. <laughs> Whatever. It's still, I, I just buy Karen Ashley. Oh, yeah. Karen Ashley was great. She was a she was a singer for a while, too. Crush, she was right? A, crush, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, uh, she, I, I like Karen Ashley. She has some... She, I tell you, she, she is, has some... Yeah, she, she, uh, go ahead. Tara. She's I, I watch. She does a lot of stuff in the in the Power Rangers community now yeah. uh, with the with the other castmates. I love watching anytime she's got an interview. She's always just happy to have been a part of Power Rangers, and she I mean she looks damn good for her age, man. The, 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 in in a sense, it's unfortunate that she never got a chance to have a a set of a costume all to herself. 
because she didn't return for Zio. She was replaced by um, I'm gonna I don't remember the gal's name, but it was Tanya was the character. Yeah. So she never got a costume all to herself. So well, the movie costume. Yes, and the movie costume is is the closest is is the best one that she's got. And you know they the they kind of the the uh, the fan term for it is suit filler. So it's like, oh, she was just a suit filler. It's like, ah. well, yeah, but but Aisha was pretty cool because she was a lot different character-wise oh, yeah. than Trini also. She has one of the best, absolute best moments in the third season with her and Rito, where she gives Rito a don't talk to the hand. <laughs> and then Rito does it right. He's like, oh, oh no, don't, don't do that to me, sister. He does it right back to her. So. Nice. But, uh, I'm a little behind on my rewatching, so <laughs> I don't remember that part. Yeah. But it's, uh, so as I said, it's Karen Ashley as, uh, as Aisha, Johnny Young Bosch, a uh, fan favorite Johnny yeah. Young Bosch, known to many as the voice of Vashta Stampede from Trigun and many other anime. I'm a frog. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm a frog, which was an ad lib. Uh, as uh, Johnny Young Bosch as Adam, Steve Cardenas as Rocky. Uh, who um, you know had some big shoes to fill, and uh, when he replaced Jason, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not a lot of folks like Rocky, and I'm not one of them. I, I gotta admit, uh, I liked him better in, in Zio when they really played up the fact that he was always eating, <laughs> <laughs> and he actually got paid to say the line, "This acting stuff is easy," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, ev- everybody's favorite JDF Jason David Frank as the invincible Tommy Oliver. Yeah. Uh, who is also now playing Bloodshot in the uh, upcoming Valiant uh, really? Ninja versus the Valiant Universe um, web series? Yeah, and he's supposedly amazing in it. Uh, All right. Yeah, and then we have Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly Hart, the original Pink Ranger. David Yost as Billy Cranston. Billy. Who is in fact, yes, the the guy who you know he's like the professor on Gilligan's Island. He always thinks of something to save their butts at the last minute. Uh, named actually after the last name of Billy Cranston did come from Brian Cranston, the actor <laughs> who did a lot of, a lot voice of voices on the early days of Power Rangers, including playing uh, the monster Snizzard and a few others, and uh, is now, of course, playing Zordon in the new movie because everything goes in a circle. Yes. Right? Uh, and then also we get uh, Jason Narvi and Paul Shearer as Bulk, Bulk. and Skull, and actually yeah. flip that around as Skull and Bulk the comic relief characters who get a little bit of an appearance here in the movie. Just a little. Uh, you know, what's funny is that the reason why they don't appear as much is that the whole, all of that, that, that group, those eight I just named, those were the kind of, those were the standard cast of this show at this time. And while they were in Australia filming the movie, they continued filming episodes. Yeah. They filmed the wedding. Uh, they filmed, there's like, there's one, one or two other multi-parters that they filmed. And one of them was actually directed by Paul Shearer. So Shearer and Narvi were doing more stuff on the TV side of it because yeah. they didn't have the very big roles on the movie side of it. Yeah, and they're they're two of the in front of and behind camera people that stuck around for a very long time. Oh yeah, and and what what's what's you can really tell because Bulk and Skull start out in the first season as um, comic relief antagonists, but by the second season have now become supporting characters they're yeah. not antagonists their 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 shtick goes from being bullies to being well we're going to discover the ranger's secret identities yep. because they're fanboys yep. and they stick around for a long time to the point where they're in space they get, well they're, they're yeah well they're they're on terra venture in lost galaxy but even the, the one i was i was thinking was before that in the finale of in space which was supposed to be the finale of the entire franchise yeah right <laughs> They step up at the end and say, well, I'm a Power Ranger, you know. They, they get the I am Spartacus moment at the end there. 
so that bulk and skull were great like i said unfortunately they don't get much to do in this movie but their their presence was always welcome uh i love when they brought bulk back in power ranger samurai yep and they brought in um, um, Spike, who was Skull's nephew, and then yep. uh, 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 Skull appears at the end. That was great. They, it, the only thing that would have made that better is there was a rumor going around for a long time that the that uh, uh, it was because Spike was supposed to be Skull's son, and that his mom was going to be Kimberly. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have <laughs> driven been... the fanboys up the wall, though. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's a whole crew of folks that you know. Hey, you know Kim and Skull. They always had like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> well, she ends up with she ends up with Jason in Turbo, so I don't know how that happened. Right, but but she ends up with but you know if you want but uh, then Tommy supposedly ends up with Cat in Zeo, and that and in the Christmas one that I did back at Christmas, and that doesn't work at all. You know because he's where, where's Cat when he shows back up in Dino Thunder? I don't know. She's back in Australia, I guess. I don't know. It's sh- shipping. You you ship Power Rangers at your own risk. That's all I gotta <laughs> say about that. With, yeah. With the exception of the uh, you know the the o- the the OTPs that everybody knows, and Carter and Dana from Lightspeed Rescue, they're definitely hooked up. Everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> I just want to be shipped. I just want to be shipped with Cassie. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there's a yeah yeah Cassie Chang. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew I, I actually my, my buddy Rhett, who I the guy I went to college with, who loved it, he he loved loved astronomy, and so when they brought Corone <laughs> back on Lost Galaxy, he Melody Perkins he about lost his shit. <laughs> but they brought Corone back. He's like, oh my god, Corone is back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he loved Trakina also, so he didn't know what was, he didn't know if he was coming or going. He had Amy Miller and Melody Perkins. He was losing. <laughs> And, and and you know we, we're talking about all the all the all the girls here, and I want I want to give I want to give equal time because you know uh, two things spring to mind. Talking about Lost Galaxy, one shirt rip Leo, which was uh, oh um, Danny Slavin ripping his shirt off in the in every single opening for Lost Galaxy, tearing his shirt like her. why not? If yeah, I look like yeah, that, I'd do it too. Little something for the ladies, and um, I, I, and and uh, just real quick. A conversation I had several years ago with our our, our beloved departed friend Sean Engel when his daughters were, were watching Power Rangers, and he said that I remember him and I saying at the time it's like well there's a lot of cute boys on it so that's one <laughs> of the, that's kind of a motivating factor that there's oh there's boys you know there's a lot of pretty people on the Power Rangers <laughs> so but uh, the only other member of the cast who is um, not part of the normal ensemble is Paul Freeman. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's almost as if he's I would say he stumbled into this from a different movie, except he's in he's covered under like fifty pounds of latex and grease paint as Ivan Ooze. And, and, the, and if you didn't know it was Belloc, you'd never guess. You'd never guess it because that is that is how much of I guess a you know, just a character guy and a method guy this guy is because man, I mean that that's what I know him from. I mean I know I at the time I knew him from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was it. And then you watch this, and then he's in, in Hot Fuzz. And you, you know, it's like if you don't know that's Belloc or Ivan Ooze, yeah. you're not necessarily going to figure that out. No. Yeah, uh, yeah just, just, and he's also in one of my favorites, The Dogs of War, the adaptation of the Frederick Forsyth uh, novel with uh, Christopher Walken. But oh, I hadn't seen that, seen that at the time that I saw, saw this. So. But uh, yeah, so Paul Freeman playing Ivan Ooze, and then uh, the rest of the cast is rounded out by uh, locals in. Uh, 
uh, you know, the uh, Oceania portion of the world because mm. the film was uh, was filmed in Australia. And everyone has some slightly suspect accents, and Angel Grove <laughs> looks a lot like Sydney, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we never saw that much of Angel Grove in the first couple of years. Anyway. No, we saw the juice bar in yeah. the high school hallway. Yeah, and then the garage it. with the rad bug. That was about the it. Garage with the rad bug, and then the park. You'd always see the park, the nondescript park. Nondescript you know, park. Yep. To, you know, uh, Doctor Who had the and uh, and VR troopers had the rock quarry. See, so, uh, Power Rangers had the park with the lake on the one side that they yep. could fight here. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that we're speaking in generalities, but every single person listening to this who watched Power Rangers knows exactly where we're talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so our our story uh, for the film, and this is going to be loosely adapted from Wikipedia. Uh, it opens with the, the our six rangers, it being the '90s, skydiving out of a plane for charity. Yeah, in anticipation of Ryan's comet, which is scheduled to pass by and be visible from Earth in two days' time. Bulk and Skull are also skydiving for charity but they miss the target and land in a construction site and have a great scene where they ad lit and bluff their ways out of the situation by proclaiming to be building inspectors <laughs> which considering that I do spend a lot of time on construction sites for my job cracked me up way more than it probably should have uh. when Skull yells what's with that guy up there not wearing safety gear <laughs> <laughs> hey it worked <laughs> that building over there is supposed to be over there that's classic <laughs> Uh, but the construction workers discover a giant egg that they dig up, and uh, that night at the construction site is visited by Lord Zed, his wife Rita Repulsa, their henchperson Goldar, and the new henchperson Mordant, who we don't know anything about, who yeah, looks like a big pig. Yeah, he's just for the movie, right? Yeah, he is only for the movie. Apparently there was a scene explaining what his deal was that was cut at an early stage, so we are just stuck with Mordant. So if you're looking for Finster Squad or Babu, you're out of luck. Uh, but they open up the egg, and um, Zed is um, is uh, happy to find Ivan Ooze, a 6,000-year-old morphological being who ruled Earth with an iron fist before being overthrown by Zordon and a group of young warriors, the original Power Rangers. Mm. Ivan is eager to get revenge on Zordon, so he busts in to the newly redesigned movie version of the Command Center and smashes uh, Zordon's um, containment tube and leaves him uh, dying, and Alpha 5, all ba- all messed up. Yeah. It's all messed up. And when the Rangers go to investigate, they are attacked by Ivan Ooze's Ooze men that he creates out of his own Ooze, and we get some really, some pretty cool fighting sequences, yep. considering this was all done by Western fight choreographers. No no, Jap- no uh, original Super Sentai, Sentai stuff here. Everything is on the level. And we even get to see a new morph sequence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty, which is pretty interesting that they because they it's not, it it's still like kind of the stylized way they did it in the early days, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah. So we we see them, you know, change, pulling out the morphers and yelling out their things, and Tommy yells "White Tiger," which threw me off completely in the theater. <laughs> Instead of yelling "Tiger Zord" like he's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it's different. It's not the same thing. It's the movie. And I do want to talk a bit about the costumes here because... They're awesome. They are. And, and the thing is is that one thing... A couple of things jump, jump out immediately. First off, they're not made of spandex. No. And they have a very metallic sheen to them. And then they have the power coin symbol right in, in the center of their chest, 
which was never on the show, but in the early merchandising, they yep. always had that. Yeah, it's uh, I I love the movie costumes. Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll try to dig up the picture uh, from me at Hollywood Studios next to uh, <coughs> Aisha's uh, yellow costume. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the other interesting thing is that um, uh, the uh, uh, Kimberly's uniform does not have a skirt. No. Which, uh, the it's apparently my understanding is that the material that it was made out of, the skirt would not have moved very well. Yeah. It would have limited the um, the uh, the suit actor, the suit actress's ability to actually fight and do her, Makes sense. her choreography, so that's why the skirt was removed, but... It does, and you know the thing is, is that it would they would have to explain why, or they not necessarily explain, but then you'd have the same issue that you had with the Jew Ranger footage. It's like, okay, well, why does one girl have a skirt and one not? I just always thought of it as it's Kimberly. Of course, she's gonna have a skirt, right? Which makes absolute perfect sense for her. And then by the time we get to Turbo, both the the females have skirts because at that by that point they were doing two girls in the Japanese show as well. Oh. Or excuse me, not even Turbo Zio. They were doing two girls in the Japanese show. So, so they by that point it was it was all, it was all good in the hood, you know. And uh, oh, for, and just as an aside, you know, for those of you who do like the Yellow Ranger and want to see Yellow Ranger with a skirt, if you watch the 35th anniversary show, um, uh, Gokaija, the Gokaija can use their Ranger keys to turn into any one of the 35 Super Sentais. And when Gokai Yellow, who is a girl, turns into uh, Tiger Ranger, it has the skirt. Yeah, they didn't quite take advantage of that so much on uh, Power Rangers Mega Forces, they no, much as they could have. No, they didn't. The pro- I mean, the ha- problem is half those teams were never introduced in the U.S. Yeah, and Mega Super Mega Force was a little a little odd, but uh, yeah, but it had that awesome last episode. <laughs> yes, the final, the, the the Great War, the the final battle, the Legendary War. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yes, the Legendary War. The Great War was uh, the Hardy Boys and uh, Decay, right? But. That's that's for a different podcast. So, so anyway, with with Zordon's containment tube smashed, the Power Rangers immediately lose their powers, and Alpha Five has only one thought: that he sends them to the planet of Thados to obtain the Great Power, which will allow them to regain their powers and save Zordon. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Ivan takes uh, uh, usurps power from Rita and Zed, trapping them in an Angel Globe snow globe, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes. That is, I always wanted one of them with Zed and Rita in it. Like, <laughs> leaving money on the table. Someone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Ivan continues to uh, dig at the construction site to unveil his two giant war machines, the Ivan Ectomorphs, Ectomorphicon Titans. Yes. And when he learns from Goldar that the Power Rangers have uh, traveled and to Fados, he sends his Tengu warriors to Fados in order to uh, destroy them, while at the same time producing ooze, to mind control the parents of Angel Grove into doing his bidding and digging up his war machine. Dastardly. Dastardly. Ivan's ooze, it's good for you. Oh, yeah. And uh, a kid, Fred Kelman, who is a friend of the Rangers, discovers that his father is missing, uh, starts trying to break everybody out of Ivan's spell, uh, but uh, runs, finds that the kids are much more willing to just party because there's no parents. Hell else. yeah! Yeah, man. It's the 90s, man. Nothing can ever go bad. Nothing bad can ever happen to a kid in the 90s. We got no parents. We got slime. We got pizza. It's like yeah. a limited Nickelodeon. Woo! <laughs> you just don't say I don't know, right? That's the main thing you got to watch out for with the slime and Nickelodeon. So. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, on Fados, the Rangers are attacked by the Tengu, and they find them to be actually a fairly stiff opponent because they can't morph. Uh, but they are saved by the mysterious uh, Master Warrior Dulcia, who mm. is a fox. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, do you know who originally was pl- uh, played Dulcia? No. Mariska Hargitay. Oh my actually god! Shot, yes, actually shot several days worth of scenes oh. as Dulcia. But they apparently it was decided that she just didn't fit in. She was a bit, she was a bit older than um, it's uh, Gabrielle Fitzpatrick, who is an Australian actress, who I don't think really did much else here Mariska in the U.S. Hargitay, Mariska Hargitay, it's, and which it's, is it's, uh, it's it's Olivia Benson. Yeah, Olivia oh, Benson. God, given that their their power, their ninjetti powers, how cool would that have been for all the crossover <sighs> Power Rangers Law and Order fans out there? Get Sam Watterson <laughs> on the Power Rangers. That'd be that'd be dope. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, get uh, get Waterston, get um, Jerry Orbach. Oh, uh, he was still kicking at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the uh, fat Baldwin. <laughs> fat Baldwin. Hell yeah, I'm down for this. I want this. We got to write a fan fiction. Yeah, it, it, well, it, yeah, it's, it's it's Law and Order Angel Grove Division. Yeah, Sergeant <laughs> Detective Stone gets murdered, and they have yeah. to call. Yes, I like it. I like it. <laughs> We found we found his body outside some place called Ernie's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he had the juice sucked right out of him. <laughs> it's it's always a monster at the end. It's like oh, really another monster. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, so they they're rescued by Dulcia, the Master Warrior, and she tells them that lots of people have come to Phaedos in order to try and get the the great power, but all have failed. But when she hears about Zordon's plight. She agrees to help the rangers and takes them as far as she can through the, the uh, wild jungle planet And uh, the, before she leaves them. Then the rangers have to fight the bones of a giant dinosaur. I think you're forgetting something fairly significant. What's that? The ninjetti powers. Oh, I thought they had to... Did they get that? Yeah, but they don't get them until after, don't they? But they get the costumes. Oh, that's right. Yes, you're right. They get the, they get the ninjetti powers and their ninja costumes. Which cover which uh, is great because you know when you're a ninja, you want to be stealthy, so you want to wear bright yellow, bright pink, bright white, you know. And actually be able to see the actor's eyes. Yes, I'd be able to see the actor's <laughs> eyes. So they, yes, that's right. Dulcia gives them the ninjetti powers, and so they get new uh, ninja powers to tap into, which will help them on their quest. And, and they get new. Yes, and they get new. They get new spirit animals to tap into. So Aisha becomes the bear. Billy becomes the wolf. Rocky the ape, Kimberly the crane, and Tommy the falcon, and Adam gets the frog. The frog. <laughs> <sighs> to which he, of course, says, "I'm a frog." Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck up, Adam. Yeah, well, and and her response is like, "Uh, yes." Like, yeah, moving you, on. Yeah, the frog you kiss and get a prince. Anyway. Yeah. How about this falcon? <laughs> Falcon power, yeah, yeah. It's like, Tommy, I know you're the coolest one here. Let's give you the most awesome one there is. It's like, oh, thanks. That's so cool, Dulcia. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we'll get to the frog in in a few minutes. And so the frog does redeem itself quite nicely, I must admit. Uh, So they get their ninja powers, and they they, they fight through the the bones of the, the great dinosaur, which, you know what they were supposed to fight originally in that scene? No. Do you remember the episode that takes place in the colonial days of Angel Grove? Oh my god, Bailey. They were supposed to fight the giant rats. Okay. Those rat costumes were deemed too cheap-looking 
for the movie and were kicked down to the show where there's some of the worst costumes ever used in this era. I, of this I, I dig the I dig the uh, the skeleton triceratops, oh, yeah. man. The skeleton dinosaur is all done by marionette, and it is much cooler. Yeah, and it's, it's way it's different a, than anything they would normally fight. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. The only the only thing that and, and I've seen some people complain about that is Kim getting trapped and screaming her head off instead of trying to fight her way out. Yeah, uh, she screams for Tommy the whole movie. That's right. That's her whole thing. She and Tom. She and Tommy, man. You know. Then she's gonna write him that dear Tommy letter next to you, a couple of seasons. That's all right. Row. Tommy just goes from pink ranger to pink ranger to pink ranger. It's all good. Yeah. They kept trying to make Tommy and Cat a thing, but frankly, I never bought it. You know. So I like Tommy just ended up all alone because oh, it's always the next mission, man. Oh man, the next yeah, mission. Yeah, because I'm now Doctor Tommy Oliver. <laughs> Dinosaur doctor. When did he have time to go to med school? What kind of doctor is he? I thought he was a PhD in paleontology. Is that what it, oh, it was? Dino Charge, right? Uh, Dino Thunder. Dino, Th- Dino Charge is the new one, sorry. Dino Charge is the new one, yeah. It's not to recycle titles, I get confused. Well, the, well, you know, unfortunately the Super Sentai keeps recycling themes. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's been 40 years, so. Yeah, they, they know where their bread is buttered. But anyway, oh, yeah. so they, they fight their way past that, and then they get to the temple that hosts the great power, and they have to fight the stone warriors who come alive from the temple. These love guys those. are pretty neat, too. I love those costumes, too. Yeah. And uh, they fight them in pretty creative ways, which I think is, is funny. Yeah, they just can't punch and kick them. They're, they're rock. They're rock, and they don't have their powers, so the fighting rock is uh, is not really going to work. When we when we were, I said I was watching this with my kids. When they got to the scene, they saw the big pool of water. Um, they said maybe they should knock one of them in the water because if he's stone, he'll sink. Yeah. And so when they did that, my oldest was like, "See, I told you it was going to work." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Proving <laughs> that the Power Rangers are more than just costumes and muscles. Oh yeah, they got to use their brains too. Uh, so by defeating the Guardians, they're able to access the great power, and they get their Power Ranger powers back, except now, instead of being powered by the dinosaur coins, they are powered by their Ninjetti. Yeah, they so get even new Zords! They get new Zords, because you have to get new Zords, uh, because that that's what you do, you know? Uh, so using their newfound great power, they teleport back to Earth in order to, uh, just in time for Ivan Ooze to have powered up his Ectomorphicon Titans and to order all of the uh, adults of Angel Grove to leap to their death. Uh, so Fred and Balkan Skull lead the charge of all the other kids, and they try to stop the parents from walking off the uh, uh, the cliff to their doom, but they just keep walking. It's actually kind of creepy for this movie. It is pretty creepy. Until Fred is able to... Yeah, I mean, because you, th- I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it kind of plays fast and loose with the idea that the kids don't care that their parents are all gone, but you know, then it's suddenly it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know, they're 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 gonna jump to their doom here. It's like now suddenly people care. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but they they Fred hooks up the uh, fire hose under the cherry picker and starts spraying them all down with water, and that is what's able to uh, start breaking the spell. As uh, as Ivan gets the uh, Titans online just for the time for the Rangers to come back and summon their new Ninja Zords, which are in a first for the series are instead of being suit uh, suit nation are actually done with computer generated imagery, which in 1995 was a big deal. Yes, unfortunately that CGI has not quite held up. No, it hasn't, and. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, it, all things considered, it's it's not bad, but no. yeah, it doesn't hold up well compared to the uh, um, 
you know, compared even to the suit rangers, the suit nation stuff, really, because the suit nation stuff has a certain uh, charm weight. to it and weight as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was when they got to Turbo, I was stoked that the final battle was Suitmation again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean the designs actually are, are really nice. The 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 Falcon Megazord is awesome looking. Yeah. And, uh, and they are based they are based on what we would get in it's from Kaku Ranger, which makes up season three. Uh, so it's it's the same th- and they they kind of merge in the same way and they look kind of the same way, but there's a lot of nice details on those designs. A lot of the mechanical stuff, like we see the gears moving inside yeah. of them and stuff like that. And uh, I, I said briefly before that the frog would get to redeem itself. Oh, right? yeah. And I always the frog zord is fantastic in this. Yeah. With the with the tank treads on his legs that keep you know he's kind of like a rotating tread deal. Like what what was that motorized uh, truck that was around? Like the tri track or whatever it was that could <laughs> climb over rocks. And then he's got the tongue whip. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> So, uh, so they, they, they engage the, uh, the Hornetron and the Scorpatron in the streets of Angel Grove, and they, uh, they manage to take one of them out by ripping off the Scorpatron's tail and draining all the ooze out of it. Yeah. And so Ivan says, had enough of this crap, and merges himself with the Hornetron and the remains of the Scorpatron and turns into the giant Ivan Ectomorphicon, leading the rangers to merge into the Ninja Mega Falcon Zord. Oh, say that again. Ninja, Ninja Mega, Mega Falcon, Falcon Zord. Zord. It is so boss. So yeah. absolutely boss. Falcon Zord I, coming into complete sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, it's... I tell you, the thing about it is that it's... Um, the, the, the Ninja Zord... It, it, it's funny because in Power Rangers, they do it backwards from Kaku Ranger. Because in Kaku Ranger, we get what would be the Shogun Zords first. Okay. And, and then the Ninja Zords second. So the idea is that you've got a team of ninjas because the Kaku Ranger, for, again, for those who don't know, are the alien rangers. So they're very ninja like. Okay. And so the first, and so you got the team of ninjas, and their first mecha is a big lumbering samurai. That was the Shogun Zords, you know? And then their second, their more powerful mecha was the one that was more ninja-like, the one that ran and jumped and did spin kicks and all that. So they do them the other way around here because I, I can only imagine because these are more marketable because they're animals and stuff, yeah. Rather than the shogun zords who are all kind of humanoid. Makes sense. And by putting the falcon zord on the back like that, it just really looks so dynamic and cool yeah. with the big set of white wings on the back with the. Uh, you know, you've got the wolf hand and the ape hand and, you know, the big uh, bear head in the chest. It's a cool-looking Megazord. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so the uh, the two of them, they grab each other and they engage and they head off into uh, the... They, they continue fighting all the way out into space. And they're tangled up and they're in the path of Ryan's Comet. Remember oh, that? Yeah, I do. And so they're grappling and Ivan is going to drag them into the Comet and kill them. And Aisha saves the day by yeah, pulling right. a failsafe, and you break. You only use in case of emergency, where they knee Ivan Ooze in the junk <laughs> and knock him into Ryan's comet, destroying him forever. And uh, with the threat uh, gone and the day saved, the Rangers go back to the command center just in time to see their beloved Master Zordon die. But the great. Pa- Power is truly great, and they use their newfound powers to resurrect Zordon and recreate his containment tube, letting the power protect him forever. 
And as the city of Angel Grove, thanks to Power Rangers, it's a new day and a new the new fights are still out there. But for now, the day is saved and all is good in the town of Angel Grove. As Van Halen plays. As Van Halen plays. We'll go Straight up we'll fly. This is an awesome soundtrack. The soundtrack. I was going to say we have to mention the soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. Because between Van Halen, the Chili Peppers, Devo, Shampoo, it it is such a uh, 90s soundtrack. And the Power Rangers Orchestra. The Power Rangers Orchestra, absolutely. Featuring several members of several bands. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, it, it's. Um, I, I will say this. I, now it makes me laugh, but Aisha kneeing him in the groin really annoyed me as a kid. Oh, I love it. For whatever it. reason. Howling. <laughs> I was howling like a bastard when she did oh, it. Oh, it's, it's hilarious now, but. It, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you mentioned the Power Rangers Orchestra. Um, um, Eric Martin from Mr. Big. Yep. Uh, Tim Pierce. Um, Pablo. Uh, uh, John Pierce, who was uh, from. And. Um, and Kim Bullard and Matt Sorum of Guns yep. N' Roses was also involved. That's why it sounds but, so uh, awesome. It is pretty awesome, and uh, you know, and like I said, this is—it's just such a fun movie. This is such a blast, especially now looking at it. Some twenty-two years. Yeah, sh- sh- don't say that. It makes me feel really old. Oh, you and me both, man. But some, but some two decades removed from when it was released, and it's now it's. You know, now it's so firmly a part of the 90s, and some of those 90s things that are, are just charming in their antiquity at this point. And uh, this movie, it, it's it's a hoot. This, this is so much fun, this movie, I tell you. Yeah, it's, uh, if you like the Power Rangers at all, you do you do yourselves a favor and rent the movie. I think it's on, I think it's on, uh, if you have, I think Comcast, I think it's on demand for free. I think it's tied up to HBO or one of the other movie channels, mm-hmm. but you can watch it in HD. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can get the DVD. They they have a single disc DVD that you can get probably at Walmart for about five bucks. That's where I picked it up because I had this on VHS on clamshell VHS for a long time. Same with Turbo. I had Turbo on the VHS tape for a long time nice. and ended up re- replacing both of them with with DVD copies at uh, at, at uh, a few years back. Um, but you know that the you know and we we've been kind of gushing because we've got you know this is a we're you know obviously fans fans of this and this has a you know a lot of nostalgic value. I mean, but rewatching it now and trying to be critical of it, it you know it really does what it sets out to do, which is to make a big screen version of the show. Yeah, and in that in at that level, it succeeds very much. I mean, like I said, about the only things that are different um, from a typical uh, you know if if like it, say let's take this story and make it a three part episode, the only things that'd be different is we'd have more bulk and skull and more downtime. For the Rangers, yeah. But this story doesn't really allow them to have downtime. Even when they're out of costume, they're still fighting. Yeah. Which I'm sure was, I mean, that's a way of keeping costs down. And I'm sure it was the, you know, the Rangers going, uh, we'd like some screen time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, well, I mean, you know, one uh, one thing that early in pre early in production, you know, there was actually a concern about that. It's like, well, you know, we can't see the actors' faces. So they actually designed a set, the first set of costumes that were designed for the movie had open faceplates. Okay. So, and and uh, I'm going to put the picture in the in the chat here from uh, Power Rangers. Uh, uh, the Power Rangers Wiki, which is powerrangers.wikia.com, which oh, is a great resource. I guess I'll be playing around with that later. For uh, if I can find where the chat is, here it is, uh, which is a great resource both for Power Rangers and Super Sentai. 
But it was, so they decided, like, oh, this way we can see the actors' faces, Oh, right? those are not good. No, they are not. And that's what they said, but it, they realized that they looked ridiculous because from a in-story point of view, the Power Rangers are a fighting force. You know, you sh- they, they, they're, they're mass covering their face as part of their mystique. And so you can't have the open faceplates like that. And, and remember, at this time, not only do they have fighting force, but they're superheroes. They had secret identities. Yeah. So you can't cover, you can't leave their face half exposed. So that was a good call going with that, even if it meant, you know, covering up their faces. But uh, what it what it allowed them to do was to obviously have the the here the Ranger hero actors shooting in one part, and to have the Ranger suit actors shooting another part at the same time. Nice. Uh, Donnie Young Bosch did all of his own stunts. Well, yeah, I mean, him and Jason because David Frank are. I mean, they're they're legit. Um, yeah, they're they're martial artists. Yeah, JDF did a yeah JDF did a lot of his own stuff too. I think I, I I don't I don't remember where I saw this, but I think at some point it was said that you know I guess kind of the the feeling on set was that JDF was more important, so he shouldn't do as much stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of a dick thing to say, but I don't know if there's any truth to that or if that's mm-hmm. just kind of fanboy wish fulfillment or not. But uh, the uh, the other thing about this, and, and we talked, was like because they do get so much face time because they're not morphed. You know, there is some opportunities for the ensemble to to really kind of act some. You know, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they did a lot of it on the show too. They, they're they're out of costume most of the time on the show too. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's. I, I, I'd have to imagine it's like I think I mean just about everybody there is their first movie. Yes. So I mean, you're gonna want to be seen. You know, like mm-hmm. hey, I'm in the movie. Go yeah. see it. Well, and the thing of this, with this storyline, they, they're allowed to do something a little bit heavier than your typical episode of Power Rangers, which is, you know, kind of, you know, straddles the line between camp and, and uh, you know, high high drama, so to speak. You yes. Know? So it's like, you know, it, it's like, oh, man, we got to go rescue Trini. She's, you know, been shot by a turtle with a stop sign. You know, it's, that's a little bit less serious than, you know, our... our our father figure master is dying in front of us and we have to go to another planet to save him kind of thing. So. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I've said before, I mentioned before that Mariska Hargitay, which if you ever seen uh, the, what is it? What was that movie? Uh, Mike Myers did the love guru. Um, yeah, I avoided that one. It's, it's the one bit that I always thought was amusing was that is his like mantra. Oh God. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. But, uh, and Mariska Hargitay is actually in the movie also, so it's, it, it kind of all comes full circle. Well, she should be in everything. Yeah, she is pretty awesome. Yeah, her and um, and Christopher Maloney, you know. Yeah, anytime he shows up, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> but uh, one of the other uh, actresses who tried out for, or auditioned, I should say, for the role of Dulcia was none other than Catherine Sutherland. Okay. Who- who would go on to play Cat, but they thought that she was too young for the role since she's the same age as all the actors Fair that enough. she would be mentoring. So, of course, she would come back as uh, the Pink Ranger in the middle of the third season after Amy Jo Johnson decided to, to leave the show to pursue other other acting opportunities. And actually, it's funny is that she actually did do other other acting stuff. She, you know, <laughs> you still see her every now and again. Yeah, did she pop up on stuff like Felicity and stuff like that? She was on Felicity. She was on that firefighter show Flashpoint, I think it was called. It was the Canadian uh, firefighters show that uh, ran for a while on syndication. Uh, she had, I remember on I remember on Felicity. I remember thinking, I was like, well, okay, that's good. If, if, if shit gets real, you know, then they'll have the Pink Ranger there to back them up. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, you know, even but re- rewatching the film, the thing that to me has always stood out, and it's not the movie's fault, but it is something that had it been able to work out, I, I would have that much more affection for this movie, and that is the absence of the original black, yellow, and red rangers. And yeah. you know. And, and it's like I said, it's not the movie's fault. It's not the replacement actor's fault. It's nobody's fault except that was business. You know that uh, Walter Jones, who played Zack, the original Black Ranger, Austin St. John, who was Jason, the original Red Ranger, and, and the aforementioned Thuy Trang, uh, Trini Kwan, the original Yellow Ranger. You know they they wanted they renegotiated they wanted to renegotiate their contracts, and so they got sent to a peace conference and were never heard from again. <laughs> well. Except so, for Jason. Yeah. Jason comes Jason, back. Jason comes back. Yeah. I've got the muscles and I've got the power now. You're not using your head, big guy. You know. And but, uh, poor, <laughs> poor, uh, Thoi Trang. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, sad. She's, she's the, she's really the only, the only one that's uh, had an, un- an untimely passing. Yeah, yeah. She died in a in a uh, car accident in 2001, I think. Yeah. 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. So, unfortunate. Uh, but. Like I said, as, as much as, and, and the fans especially, really like Adam, the second Black Ranger. I mean, he is, Johnny Young Bosch, you know, has so many fans just from, forget about his anime work, just his fans from his Power Rangers stuff. And the fact that he came back a couple of times yeah. really helped. You know, he has one of the coolest bits when he comes back and in space and morphs with the broken Mastodon coin, which everybody loses their mind over. And then he came back in Operation Overdrive as the leader of the legendary Rangers. Yeah. So, which super cool as well, absolutely. But and, and I said, and, and Aisha has her fans. I, Rocky does not have a lot of fans, which is, un, you know, it, it's it's kind of a tough spot because, you know, he's coming in as he's replacing Jason, who was super popular. Yeah. You know, Steve Cardenas re- playing Rocky, replacing Jason. At the time, Jason had just been demoted from being the leader to being second banana because <laughs> Jason to and Frank had come back to Tommy because they didn't. No one expected Tommy to be as popular as he was. Well, I mean, we're, we're for, this is at the, the this is at the time when Jason David Frank was in the uh, people's like hundred most beautiful people. Oh yeah, like the you la- couldn't escape. Like, love JDF. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, come on, the earring, the hair. Oh man, yeah. We all wanted to be him. You yeah, know? Hell yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I had the uh, the hooded green tank top <laughs> that you wear with the black t-shirt. You know, there, there you go. <laughs> Gotta love the color coordination. Yeah, but so so uh, you know, Steve Cardenas comes in and and so now he's playing a second banana, and his character is written basically as a as either either completely anonymous, transitioning to be kind of buffoonish almost. So you kind of feel for him, and then yeah. you know, when they when they did the raid when they do the Red Ranger reunion in Wild Force, he doesn't even get called back. <laughs> <sighs> well, such is life. Yeah, it, I mean it happens, and I feel you know. And then of course in Turbo, he gets ultimately jobbed out. And oh, I know by, that, by that Justin. Yeah, oh. that's that's yeah. That's that's yeah. a kick in the. Have you right seen there. Justin recently? Oh my God, he's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> He clearly was following the JDF footsteps of I'm going to get yes. ripped and be covered in tattoos. <laughs> he looks like he could take on a whole squad of Rangers by himself yeah, right they, now. Getting back to my original point, um, as like I said, as much as I enjoy this, if you had had the three of the you know, Jason and Trini and Zach in there, that would just be iconic because now, as it stands, 
the three what we called what were called the power transfer rangers that was the name of the episode where they came in was the power transfer are rarely mentioned outside of the fandom you know you say the power rangers they think you know you get just like we're getting with the new movie it's yeah jason and zach and trini and cam and billy you know yeah. So it's it's unfortunate that they could not that you know for whatever reason that things broke down and they were replaced before they made the movie because you know that that again and and things happen for a reason and you know I, I like the guys that you know that came in and that was the way the show was going was the idea of starting the rotating door the revolving door with the cast so they could get down to literally doing Super Sentai style where it's not a continuing story yeah and that helped ultimately help the franchise survive it still is a little disappointing. Yeah, it's really, really the other than the the CGI, it's really the only knock against the movie. But I, I, I love Adam and I love Aisha, so it's mm-hmm. like, eh. yeah, it's it's I said they, they're it's it's not a knock on the people that replace them, but they're not like I'll give you a for instance, um, Boom Studios has been doing for the past year a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic, nice, and it's set squarely in the period between. At the end of Green with Evil and the power transfer. Okay. Because it's Rita on the moon. Lord Zed's not there yet, so it's it's before. Actually, yeah, it's even it's at the second half of season one because it's before the mutiny even. Because okay. Zed's not there. Tommy is still the Green Ranger. They remember him being evil, and it's the original six. Okay. And it's like that. That is, you know, that's what Boom and Saban want to put out there as the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Fair enough. So. You know, and, and, and so it's, it, you know, so, you know, it's one of those things that, well, okay, who could we have predicted that this would go on to be talked about 22 years after the fact? No. You know, maybe not. So, you know, whether, whether it was that, that cast or a different cast, nobody cared at the time. That was the Power Rangers at the time. So, you know, they, they, the show didn't look, start looking backwards until, you know, much later than this period. Yeah, one one of the things that always strikes me funny when anytime I go back and, and read about Power Rangers uh, is how up in arms parents were about this show, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't understand uh, because every single one of the Power Rangers is like the cleanest cut, kindest yeah. teenager you would ever find, and I think a lot a lot of people don't like the show because of that. Looking back on it as an adult. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much marketing in, in in superhero stuff that's marketed towards children that honestly kind of skirts that line. Um, but I think it's I think it's nice that there's still a franchise where it is young people that are doing the right thing for the right yeah. reasons. Well, uh, and you know, a lot of that, you know, uh, you know, listeners may or might may or may not know this, but you know, Heim Saban is he's a huge political activist and he's a big democrat donor he, he funneled millions of dollars into the campaign for uh, hillary uh, hillary clinton in the past election cycle so he's always been a guy that's going kind to of promoted his his views on stuff and i think that's i think what you're saying is exactly that is that what are the what are the when i always think of power rangers what are the properties and the the characteristics and the messages of that franchise that I think of, teamwork, friendship, honesty, friendship, honesty, diversity, tolerance, yeah, you know, discipline. I mean, that's the thing that I mean. You're right because this. Well, I remember all the you know that it it, it 
you know, teaches kids to be violent and all that. It's like, but they go at, they would go out of their way to show that martial arts was a disciplined thing and that it wasn't fighting for the sake of fighting and that you could, you know, anytime you could solve a problem without fighting. Yeah. And, and that, let's be, and let's be honest here. If a giant monster came down with a street light on its head, you'd want a team of yeah. Power Rangers. Right. I mean, they're, they're, and, 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 you know, it's like, oh, well, the, it's them fighting the putties and stuff. It's like, okay, but they're, that's monsters. It's fantasy. Kids understand the difference between that. You know, I mean, the, and, the original bad guy was a witch. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> crying on. out loud, an awesome space witch. Yeah, you know? that's one of the ones been trying to, you know, it's like, hey, you know, and trying to get the wife. If you put your hair up, it's like, no, I'm not just. Like, I'm just saying this all. I'm Can she do the voice though? I don't think she probably could if she wanted to, but she won't. <laughs> you know? Barbara Goodson can still do it. I've watched interviews <laughs> with her recently, and she can still dial it up and make it scary. Yeah, that is great. Um, but uh, Rita, Rita Repulsa is great. Unfortunately, you know, Ivan Ooze, well, not unfortunately, because Ivan Ooze is awesome also. I really but like it, the design. <laughs> Ivan Ooze is cool. You know, everybody was, when, it, when, when X-Men Apocalypse came out and was like, oh, Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze. It's like, Ivan Ooze was pretty damn cool. Yeah, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen stuff that other companies did to try to get the job to do the Apocalypse stuff, and they made yes. it comic accurate. And it's I like, agree. God damn it. Well, you know, but but be that as it may, yes, I, I like Ivan Ooze a lot. The upshot of that is because you're using a movie villain, our regular villains only get kind of a, a token appearance, which is which is fine. You know, I don't I don't need Rita and Zed and Ivan. You know? No, but it's nice seeing Goldar, especially with yes. the little stinger at the end yes. of the movie. Oh, Goldar! Yeah, see, Power Rangers was doing mid credit scenes before it was. Goldar. I am Goldar, Lord of the Universe. <laughs> Yeah, good old Goldar. Everybody loves Goldar. He's even in the new movie, you know. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. That's a that's probably a good transition, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but so so any before we get any any final thoughts on this? Just uh, you know, other than it's awesome, go see it. It's uh, it depending upon what your frame of mind is. Uh, you you already know if you want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a fan of of Sentai or giant monsters or superheroes or kitsch you know if you want to watch it if you like this kind of stuff throw this one in the in the dvd player it's it's 90 minutes it's really fun i love all the kids i mean they're not even kids they're in their 20s who are kidding um the suits look great it's just fun you don't need to sweat it man just just enjoy it yeah it's enjoy if we can have we can have uh big budget remakes of of the teenage ninja turtles and then go back and watch our original Ninja Turtles movies. There's no reason you can't do the same with Power Rangers. Just yep. enjoy and be a kid again. Uh, also, just to throw this out there, Amy Jo Johnson and Karen Ashley in short shorts. You know, again, just for whatever it's worth. Oh, yeah. And Dulcia. <laughs> <laughs> and Rita. I always had a head of thing for Rita. I won't lie. Yeah, she's got she's got, well, she's got the crazy the crazy cougar thing going on. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Oh, and, yeah. And, and speaking of which, you know... <laughs> We've got, uh, you know, um, in in the so, so let's translate. Like let, let's talk a bit about the new film. New film comes out uh, on um, March the twenty fourth, which is twenty uh, fourth or twenty fifth, whatever that Friday 24th. is. Twenty fourth. Yep. And uh, so that will be later this week, as you're hearing this, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, when I when as this is posted, let me say. And um, so, what do you what are you thinking about the, the new movie? What do you think? How do you think it looks? Honestly. Um... I, I know there's some OG Power Rangers fans that are complaining uh, a lot. Um, it's not going to be the same animal. It's just not like that's just not the way things are now. If you're gonna if you're gonna spend 
the dough that they're spending on this to make this into a new movie franchise, it's not going to try to compete with what uh, is going to be on weekly right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor should it, I don't right. think. Uh, they're serving two different purposes. Um, this is taking the original idea. It's sliding it around a bit. I mean, we always, you know, Alpha recruit me a team of teenagers with attitudes. Yeah. None of the original Power Rangers had attitudes. <laughs> no, they had good attitudes. Yes, they had good attitudes. Um, <laughs> in this, it's clear that part of what the story is going to be is not just them coming together as the Power Rangers, but it looks like we're getting a group of kids that don't fit in, that are not the popular kids, that do have some issues. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything super heavy, um, but it's. it looks like that's going to be part of what the journey is for these characters. I mean, we're seeing some of them have siblings and stuff. Uh, we're seeing their parents. And it still is the basic premise of we need it. You know, these five people need to come together to be more than the sum of their parts and be able to find who they are. The original Power Rangers, they didn't need to find who they were. They were always... That's just what they they were, just good from the get go. Um, they, were, they were they were fully actualized, as we would say. They were yes. well adjusted, good kids. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure the kids that we're going to get in this are good, but there's clearly something's holding them back. They have some sort of either external or internal issues that are causing them to not be their best selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's going to be a big part of the movie. Other than that, I think the costumes look sweet. Yep. Um, if you're going to modernize the the original costume, I think it looks awesome. Um, I think uh, from just from what we've seen of the Zords, I think the Zords look good. Yep. And uh, having finally seen that tease shot of the fully formed Megazord now. Yeah, I'm all in, man. I'm ready for oh, giant yeah. Goldar and the Megazord, and I, and I don't know. I mean, this version of Rita Repulsa looks scary. Um, yes. Uh, well, you know what's what's the thing about um, Elizabeth Banks as Rita, and I mostly know Elizabeth Banks from the um, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on. No, well, yeah, she she's she's in the Hunger Games, and and then, but I remember her from Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect Two. Okay. That was the first thing I remember Elizabeth Banks recognizing her from. Yeah, was, oh, it's it's the blonde from from uh, the Pitch Perfect it's movies. Betty Grant from Spider Man. Betty, yeah, that's like, was like, wait a minute, what? It was, but she don't she had her hair different. You know, she you didn't think of her that way. But the the when she was announced, there were some people like, really, Elizabeth Banks is going to play Rita Repulsa. And and what I said at the time, what I still hold to be true, it's like, look at her eyes. Oh yeah, she got the crazy it's eyes, like, man. She she can go from being, you know, sweet to insane. Yeah, and yeah, that's she's what she, you want with Rita. She don't. I mean, Banks's eyes are so uh, emotive. That's yeah. like, oh shit, she's not fooling around, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's. I mean, she's unrecognizable in the Hunger Games movie. So I mean, she yeah. can work with with costume and makeup. Uh, it's and uh, but the idea of her, but the idea of them putting over Rita as a warrior, as in addition to being a witch, I think is a great. Yeah, uh, you they're know. not they're not fighting around with the advertising. I've killed rangers and, and, before. And the, yeah, and the other one that I like is that because apparently we don't have the rest of her crew, so we don't have the rest of the Bandora Palace gang. So 
the the one that from a fanboy perspective that I think is great is her creating the putty patrol yeah. out of the stuff around her and so they've got like rebar and bits of concrete and stuff hanging off of them it's like that's cool yeah it's a different take they're not going to be going you know they they look... that would be funny it would be funny but it's it doesn't <laughs> but if i want that i'll just go back and watch the original series like i don't yeah. it, i i'm okay with them taking liberties with this it can't be the same thing that they've done for the past 20 something years yeah. now well it, and, and you know and and I, and I agree completely because what and, and i mentioned the ninja turtles before because not too long ago I watched the second of the new Ninja Turtles movies. How is it? Because I was really, I was disappointed with the first one. Now I I went into watching the second one because I got from good authorities that you don't need to watch the first one, and I have still have not watched the first one. The second one is a hoot. It is all it you know. I mean, it's got Bebop and Rocksteady in it. I always said they made a movie with Bebop and Rocksteady. I'd watch it. I guess, but yeah, yeah. But it's just a lot of fun. But it's it's taking the same kind of basic ideas of the Ninja Turtles, of Bebop and Rocksteady, of the of Krang, Krang and the Shredder working together, you know, all that stuff. But doing a new take on it because there's a reason why these franchises can survive. Yeah. The basic story of Power Rangers, as you said, five teenagers with attitudes have to be more than what they are. That's ripe to be mined in 2017. And it looks like they're really pushing that. You know, the, the bit that my wife and I both loved in the trailer is when Trini's telling her younger brothers, oh, I, I broke into the secret place and I think I'm a superhero now. And she goes, pee in this cup. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm really, I'm very much looking forward to it. Like I said, I, living as we are now in the post-Michael Bay Transformers world, and post Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. the ability to do giant mecha on film has just the bar has just been raised. And the, sh- the shots that we have seen in the trailer, first off of the saber tooth tiger running up Goldar, yes. and then Kimberly in the pterodactyl like it's like she's in an F sixteen. Yes, it's like that is what the pterodactyl sword always should be. And they kind of got the best of the both worlds with the um, the faceplate thing in this too. When they're in the Zords, their faces yeah. are uncovered. You know, it kind of, you know. Yeah, but when they're out fighting, yeah, it's faces are covered locked up. up. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like, I mean, the the action in it looks good. It looks like it's appropriate to Power Rangers. You know, they've, you know, uh, they can materialize the weapons out of the suits now. It looks like, which is it's fine with me, man. For which I yeah, can yeah. have like a sword blade arm yeah. thing. I mean, it's 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 different enough that it'll be unique from the rest of it, but it's still recognizable. As Power Rangers, it's a you know the 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 the, the team of fighting heroes with their giant robots. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I am super psyched for this. Movie. Yeah, I am too. I, I hope they do some nice nods. I hope they do like uh, when they all assemble their weapons and do the you know the giant blast before the thing yeah. takes on the 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 giant form. Or mm-hmm. if they do, uh, I, I don't think we're going to see tank mode though. Which I would no, love. but that would be pretty awesome. Tank mode is is it never it, it never got a lot of play. Uh, outside of the original, the original dinosaurs, but man, that would be cool. Yeah, but that, I, and, uh, and if we could have somehow have you know like I don't know the mastodon come out of the ice, <laughs> you know, and the <laughs> the tr- tr- tyrannosaurus coming out of the volcano. Yeah, the triceratops yeah. out of the desert and all that. But <laughs> yeah, I don't the, know uh, where they're going to manifest from. They could come from out of space. Who knows? It doesn't. Yeah, it, I, I'm it doesn't all good matter. with it, man. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. They, they, they came from those things in the original series because they did. Yeah, you know that there's nothing. It, it's it's still the same concept. It's still summoning the the you know you got to call in the Zords. The you, you said that you hope they they do the the power blaster type yeah. of attack. 
If they do that, I'm hoping for, all right, guys, let's bring them together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. It, I, I'm excited, man. I, it's just, yeah. I, I already, I already, uh, my, my, uh, little, little cousin that we, when he was like nine years old, we took him to the movie. That's my experience. He's in med school now. I'm like, when are you coming home? When are you on your next break? We got to go see Power Rangers. So it's like, you know, it's just, uh, just good feelings whenever I watch the Power Rangers, yeah. and the fact that they're almost all on Netflix now is awesome. Oh yeah, I mean I've got all the I've got I've got all the all the DVDs, so I've got all the box sets from Shout, and then I've been getting the the individual volume releases for the new the new ones, the yeah. Samurai and Forward era. Yeah, my my kids keep bugging. Like, can we watch this? And it's like, well, we're not not going to watch all of you know Lightspeed Rescue. It's like, well, can we watch one? We'll probably watch one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I yeah I'm I'm like I said, the it's it's kind of a a cool convergence here in the upstate of South Carolina because um, the with this the, the weekend of the 25th and the 26th is what's is SC Comic Con which is right here in Greenville okay and is run by the guy that owns my LCS actually and this is it's a two day con and it's been growing every year so it's actually be, the the goal is to make it kind of the premier. Uh, Comic Con in the state of South Carolina. Nice. And so, and it and it's this weekend. So it's like, okay, so we're going to the con on Saturday, then going to Power Rangers, and going back to the con on Sunday. You know, nice. so it's, it's nerd heaven. So uh, I am hoping to get a a cool Power Rangers shirt to wear. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Uh, there's just so many of them. You go on like T Public or whatnot. There's a bajillion cool Power yeah. Ranger shirts out there. Oh yeah. Uh, the uh, the the one I like right now that I'm looking at. It's the Angel Grove High School Athletics, <laughs> and it says property, uh, you know, property of Angel Grove High School, T. Quan, and it's got the saber tooth tiger on it. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely gonna be I'm definitely going to see it opening weekend, and and you can listeners can probably expect a guidance of some kind once once I get to see it. So yeah, I'll probably have to uh, catch it all by my lonesome this Sunday because uh, yeah. yeah, but I, I I can't stay away from it. I gotta go see it. No, it's 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 too cool looking. I mean, I've been. I remember I saw the trailer for this the first time actually with Doctor Strange, when I saw Doctor Strange in the theater, and I'm there with my buddy Adam, who's going to be with me to go see Power Rangers, and he's he he's funny because he is he's a few years younger than me, and he never was into Power Rangers, never, huh. never, never. And one day, one weekend we were up at at our friend Joe's house up in Rock Hill, which is right near the North Carolina line. And we were there, we, we had gone to, I guess it was Heroes Con weekend, so we had gone to Heroes Con on Saturday, and we were back at the house, and they, they, we, were, we were watching Young Justice on Netflix, and we, nice. finished, up, we finished up Young Justice, and Joe's like, well, what, what do you want to watch? And this was right when you had said uh, Power Rangers had come on Netflix, and I said, I go, you know, every, every season of Power Rangers is on Netflix now, and Joe's a, a, a Rangers fan, he's like, oh, yes, so he starts scrolling through them. He's like, you know what? I want to watch Jungle Fury. We're watching Jungle Fury, so we started watching that. And you could see Adam kind of like, Ugh, why are we watching this? I don't know. <laughs> and then he started like, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And then, and then I talked to him. He's like, yeah, I've been watching this uh, this History of the Power Rangers series on YouTube. Oh, this the is Linkara cool. videos. Those Linkara, are great. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, "Oh man, I found all these fan subs of all the Super Sentai." And so now he's a now he's a Rangers and Sentai guy. And it's like yeah. his wife was real happy with us. <laughs> she was real happy with us. But no, but so now, so now it's one more, hey, another convert, man. <laughs> Let the power protect you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I actually, it's funny that I keep every time I tweet about this about the new movie, I use the kid the the uh, tagline from the old movie. So hashtag the power is on. Oh yeah, I, they 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 haven't picked us. You know, uh, Lionsgate hasn't picked up using it yet, but I'm wearing them down. I'm wearing them down. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Well, Hero, why don't you uh, why don't you tell all the listeners where else we can hear you and your uh, musings uh, oh. here on the internet? All right. Are you sure? Okay. Uh, well, I, I do got the... some time. It's okay. I'll get a drink. All go. right. Well, I, I do the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror with you, yeah. your brother, who does Bots, Bugs, and Babes, and I, uh, it's also got Chris Honeywell, one of the original freaks. Uh, I am uh, doing Weekly Heroics with Scott McGregor, where we're trying valiantly to cover all of the uh, new superhero TV shows that have come out since uh, Arrow sort of burst onto the scene about five years ago. So uh, we switch it up and we try to cover a couple of episodes and switch back and forth for all those properties. And I also do Cast Protection, which is a uh, smaller series covering the Stranger Things show uh, from Netflix, Stranger Things, yeah, um, with uh, Jonathan Kreitz and Dave Atterbury. Uh, we've been walking through that series one episode at a time, uh, discussing the ins and outs, the uh, influences and whatnot of that. And we're going to have some more episodes during the show's hiatus, uh, covering stuff that was directly influential on it. And I'm always popping up all over the place, like on Earth Destruction Directive or Back to the Bins or mm-hmm. just anywhere and everywhere on the Two True Freaks Network. I yep. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> well, we all love the sound of your voice also, so that's a treat for us. In fact, I did just... Just the just the this week, listen to an episode of that you did on Back to the Bins, nice. uh, where it was you guys were talking about with the professor and Paul. You're talking about Doom Patrol, yeah, and um, uh, there was a oh, Incredible Hulk, yeah, and Skyman, I think, and Skyman, one. yes, yes. One, well, so. Professor Allen sent me that book. I had to do it. Yeah, naturally. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Hero, for that, and uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight on Earth Destruction Directive. And uh, as I said, listeners, thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, what do you guys think? Did you see and what do you think of uh, the 1995 version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? What do you think about the 2017 version? Are you looking forward to it? Think it looks great? Thinks it looks like an abomination? Write in Earth Destruction Directive at yahoo.com and uh, tell us what you think. Of course, there's other ways to get in touch with the show. They will all be in the outro. Uh, Hero, I want to thank you once again for coming on. It has been uh, a long time coming, but we've got to do this again uh, and not let several years go by. This Absolutely, time we're on destruction directly. Yeah, this is a this is a blast. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm ready at, at ready and willing and able to uh, come on here and <laughs> do any sort of guiding episode or make me watch something I haven't watched yet. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. And, and remember, if you ooze, you lose. <laughs> and may the power protect you.
This has been Earth Destruction Directive, a Dai Kaiju podcast, produced and created by me, Luke Giaconetti, as part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, available at twotruefreaks.com. This is a fan work celebrating the history and culture of Japanese giant monsters. All movies, TV shows, comic books, characters, and other intellectual property is copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. If you'd like to send an email to the show, you can email me at earthdestructiondirective at yahoo.com. I respond to all emails, and if you send in some comments, I'll read them on the show. All episodes of Earth Destruction Directive can be found at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find the show on iTunes. Just search for Earth Destruction Directive. You can even leave an iTunes review if you want. You can get in touch with the show on Facebook. Just search for Earth Destruction as the first name and Directive as the last name. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter with the handle Eljacone. That's L-J-A-C-O-N-E. And if you want to buy something discussed on the show, head on over to twotruefreaks.com and click on the Amazon.com link on the front page. Any items you buy during your session on Amazon.com will help keep the lights on, and it won't cost you anything extra. Thanks for listening, and be sure to come back next time for more city-stomping fun on Earth Destruction Directive. Tune in next time to hear the crusty old podcaster from Oklahoma say, There's a WTF (laughs) moment if I ever saw one. Well, it's big and terrible. More frightening than I ever thought possible.